At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight, hour number two, hanging out at the VSIN studios here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. And at Fenway Park, right now, Aaron Judge at the plate, facing a 3 2 count. And he is plus 115 to strike out, plus 280 in play out. Home run 15 to 1, which is a short number, but not when you think about what Aaron Judge has already been able to do this year. 57 homers. You call it, Wes. What happens here? Yeah, I'm going to say he is going to get on base. I'm not going to call the home run here. By the way, that score, I know the result, the review happened during the break. 4 to 2, J.D. Martinez was Mm -hmm. called out, so a good challenge there by Aaron Boone. Uh, Yankees minus two and a half, plus three twenty, plus two and a half on the Red Sox minus four twenty-five. It's a two-two count there for Aaron Judge, who might be the AL MVP. Some folks still beating the Shohei Otani mm-hmm. drum, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of us uh, probably believe that it is Aaron Judge as he strikes yes. out. So Aaron Judge strikes out there to start the top of the ninth, and it'll be Giancarlo Stanton next up for the New York Yankees. And the favorite outcome is a strikeout for Stanton at plus 145. In play out, plus 155. Single, 6-1. to one. Walk or hit by pitch at 11-1. to one. Home run, 16-1. to one. And then a double, 18-1. to one. Uh, A triple, 150-1 to one here for Giancarlo Stanton. 
And uh, the Brewers, by the way, do have two on here in the top of the seventh. Oh, let's one get out. frisky now. Jordan Hicks uh, in the game. Uh, three to one still Cardinals. Minus 355, plus 275 on the Brewers. If you want to go run line, Cardinals minus one and a half, minus $1.20. Brewers plus one in the hook, minus 110. Six and a half, the total juice to the under at minus 120. You want to get involved there on Milwaukee? I know you're already in. I'm all, I'm already, already in, in right now. Uh, Brewers, by the way, eight runs, 11 hits last night. They have nine hits tonight. None of them extra base variety. A lot of uh, nickel dimes. Uh, Wainwright gave up a few singles here, but nothing really much doing here as Colton Wong will be at the plate for the Brewers. And it's a stand-up double for Giancarlo Stanton. I believe it was around 14-1. to 1 Yeah, a misplay there, there in the outfield. Uh, I don't know. Got, got it lost there, but... Right to deep center and just a uh, just a misplay out there uh, uh, by the uh, Boston Red Sox. By uh, I think it was Almonte. Yeah, just yep. went right over his glove. Just took a poor angle on it. So Geo Stanton gets two bases on that one. All right. So we talked about this Dodgers and Diamondbacks game here before it started, and the Dodgers were minus one twenty-five, the favorite. D-backs plus one hundred five. Well, the Dodgers are now plus one fifty after the Diamondbacks have a one nothing lead. In the second inning, D-backs minus 185, totals at 8.5, minus 105 to the over, minus 125 to the under, plus 150. I think next commercial break. Mm-hmm. It might be Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. yeah. Let's see. I might mean, be time for Dodgers how baseball. they how they do through the order. Uh, by the way, I believe Vargas up at the plate. One of the reserves in tonight is Betts and Freeman and uh, Justin Turner sitting out this evening. Yeah, I, I think is, is it Bellinger at the plate right now? Uh, he is he is about to come up oh, here. So uh, Davies so far has been clean, uh, one and two thirds, only giving up one hit. As uh, it is going to be Bellinger in the seventh spot. So one nothing, uh, one nothing snakes. Varsho had a uh, solo shot in the bottom of the first. Plus one sixty now at DraftKings. West might be time to uh, fire in these apps here. But you said you still wanted to wait. Yeah, Just maybe kinda, maybe get, you get get through, through the, the order. order. Get through the whole order. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just to see. Uh, Taylor Taylor got the leadoff hit, but he's the only guy to reach base so far for the Dodgers. Yeah, I just I, I want to get in on this Dodgers game here because I think that the Dodgers, I get all the mm-hmm. hungover, whatever the hell we want to call but it. You don't, but you don't get them at plus money but very you often. Get, you don't get them at plus money very often. I think that you're obligated almost as a better to just try to take a chance mm-hmm. at this plus money price mm-hmm. here. And, and nothing too big, nothing too crazy, but I think that it's uh, playing against the narrative of the Dodgers being – Kind of a little, little tired right, after right. what they did last night. After right, man, the, might take them the a division. while to get going. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do a little waiting game. At least get them through the order once. All right, all right. Well, maybe we'll get a better number at that point, or who knows what happens. The Dodgers, they're really good, so they could be up by the time we get through the. I know. Then it's like, yeah, we should have bet yeah. it when they get uh, two guys on with two outs yeah. and a three-run shot. But that was our pro tip, though. You don't have to bet that target number. Yeah. And plus one sixty was in our range of the target number. And here, look at us practicing what we preach. Yes. Here on, on VSN yes. Live Bet tonight. Uh, but the Milwaukee Brewers, Andrew, Andrew McCutcheon at the dish, runners on the corner right now, and he's facing a 2 0 count with two outs to go. And right now, <sighs> the Brewers plus 350. Oh, looks like the Yankees. Almonte Al, Al, is having a rough uh, inning here in center field. He misplayed that double by uh. Stanton. Warning track here for uh, Donaldson takes him deep, but that catch should have been made. So. Run comes in, so we'll see how that is going to be scored in Fenway. Might I don't know if that scored like a base hit and then an error, but it was absolutely dropped out there by Almonte. So he has seat. made two bad plays right out there in deep center because this took him back to the monster, but it had been enough to stay in and bounces into the wall, just goes right off his glove. Uh, not a very good play there by Almonte. 
Yeah, that's not right great. at right out of his glove. That's not great. That's not great, <laughs> especially after the play that he made. Yeah, uh, earlier to start this inning here, uh, Hicks is throwing one hundred and one. <laughs> I know, <laughs> St. Louis. I know he he throws hard. Uh, look, they've tried him kind of gas. as closer. They've tried him at starter. He's had some injuries, so right now they got him in a setup role here. Uh, three to two here in the top of the seventh. Uh, catch at the plate. O of three tonight. How you feeling about your Brewers? Not not as good as 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 maybe the total here. Uh, Corbin Burns, mm. by the way, I got to think he's not coming out for even though he's at ninety pitches. I wonder if they're going to send him out for the eighth inning. So uh, five and a half is the total right now. Yeah, that that to me is, it doesn't yeah, scream I mean, over. I mean, I mean but it's, it's, it sounds it's a hard to go against one. Hey, Almonte caught one here in center oh, good, field. Hey, good for him. How about that? One out of three all ain't about, bad. All about one out of three is a good average in baseball. All about redemption. Yes. You know? All about yeah. One out of three gets you to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Is what they say in Major League Baseball. But what, but with this Hicks kid throwing like one oh two, I saw one oh two. Yeah, well, up he's there throwing gas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like, okay, old man McCutcheon, uh, you were a great player and an MVP uh, and a perennial all-star in your career. Can you go ahead and hit it? And he's going to about to find out right here. And, and he uh, could not, but that nope. was an 89-mile-an-hour slider instead of the fastball. I think Kutch was thinking and sitting fastball, ends up swinging at the slider just a little bit uh, off the left corner, so Cardinals out of the inning. So the market goes from plus 340 to now plus 700 for the Milwaukee Brewers here as we're going to – the bottom of the seventh, but it's the swings. I just can't get over it because mm-hmm. we talked about how we are dabbling into the live betting here and from baseball, especially. I don't really live bet a bunch of baseball, yeah. mainly basketball and football are the sports that I live bet. But the swings you see in baseball, just one pitch, plus 340 to plus 700, now plus 750 with the Brewers. It's a lot. This is still a two run yes. game. And, and one of the things you're still seeing too. Runs is when they have these run lines, obviously the deeper it goes, the more big you're going to pay. Yeah. So, look, you could take two and a half of the Brewers. you got to pay 250 to go ahead and do that, though. So that's why it's kind of hard with the run lines because you're not necessarily getting a lot of bargains here. Uh, uh, maybe the Diamondbacks, uh, even at 105, even though it got, di- did get bet, were a bargain. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so necessarily on the price. But nevertheless, uh, Corbin Carroll with the solo shot. So now two go. solo shots for the Diamondbacks. Two to nothing here in the bottom of the second, and now we see Diamondbacks minus one and a half, minus a dollar twenty-five, eight and a half. Juice the over your total at one thirty-five. We I like the over nine. Played that yeah. at even money and minus two fifty on the Diamondbacks. Two dollars on the Dodgers. Well, it's a solid start for your over here. Uh, I mean, the right now the market is still reflecting eight and a half minus one thirty-five, mm-hmm. but. I think you're off to a decent start here. Because you want to see at least the underdog get some runs, and yes. they've gotten a couple so far. So you're saying, okay, even this uh, weakened Dodgers lineup, shall we say, uh, with the rest, uh, the resters tonight, at least can put something on the board. But uh, but we shall see. They're tempting us, man, with the Dodgers. Yes. They are tempting us. Plus yes. 200 at DraftKings. Yeah, and, and look, the young kid Grove, as I mentioned, has only made two starts. He's only gone like eight and I think two-thirds innings in those two starts. So he is very much a spot, spot starter guy, and that's what these teams try to do. They try to steal starts and you know give their guys an extra rest day. It's like, hey, we know we're going to need these guys in the season. <coughs> Excuse me. No, yeah. no you're okay. Yeah, and we're the rest, the rest of the stuff. season and going into the playoffs, obviously Kershaw went last night, so it's like, Okay, can we give a little bit of an extra rest day to Urias or somebody <laughs> like that? So that's what they're trying to do with Grove tonight. Well, we'll see what happens when the Dodgers go through their entire lineup here. But is that is that going to be another? Oh, no, that's a fly. No, that's a warning, warning track, track power. Okay. 
for a second, I was like, man, if they're just going to keep hitting homers, then mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe mm-hmm. we just get off of this whole thing here. They but are getting some big flies. This they kid are. clearly is a fly ball pitcher and not a strikeout pitcher. Yeah, which could be dangerous, but also could be good for you with the over there, with over nine. Um, real quick, we got a couple minutes left just to give folks a little bit of a snippet of what we're about to talk about on the other side. College football, we had Matt Grill on earlier from DraftKings to talk about some of these college football week four openers. Which game stood out to you? From the list of eight games that we discussed with Matt. Uh, well, one of them was USC and Oregon State. USC lane six. We know the defense. Still very much a work in progress. The offense uh, progressing very nicely. Thank you very much with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley at the helm. They're laying six on this look ahead at Oregon State. We don't have a line out yet. Usually the FBS versus FCS lines kind of come out more toward Friday or even on Saturday on game day, and obviously they take lower limits because those will move very quickly. Montana State at Oregon State, I'm seeing one faraway place that has 13.5. Montana State's number four in the country in in FCS, so Mm -hmm. this is a team that can clearly play. Jonathan Smith and a lot of those Oregon State uh, Uh, coaches come from the big sky. By the way, Montana State was in the FCS championship last year against North Dakota State. Lost 38-10. to So you've got Oregon State that's going to have USC uh, next week. What if Montana State gives them a game and stays in there? You're not going to probably be laying six. You're probably going to be laying over a touchdown. So those are the little adjustments that will get made where maybe the market isn't quite wise to Montana State and isn't hip to the fact that these guys are pretty good and they might give Oregon State all they want in Corvallis this weekend. Do you sometimes double dip and take Montana State with the points and also take a little bit of USC minus six to kind of gain some line? I, I have not done that in terms of college football look-aheads, but that's certainly a good thought. Yeah. No, sometimes it's, to get that line equity, you got to fire a little bit early and hope there's no injuries that swing it the other way there. All right, we're getting warmed up here. This is our number two of Eason Live Bet tonight. More college football and some baseball on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIM, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, which includes our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, 24-7 video, season prep, including weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here at the VSIN Studios at the Circa Resort and Casino. As always, if you make a live wager with the West Coast slate of games that we have, pretty much Diamondbacks Dodgers, uh, but make sure to use the hashtag VSINLiveBet if you do make a wager or have a question for either of us here, and we can break it down here on the show. Speaking of which, Wes, our buddy Wizard of Odds show tweeted out at us asking if the first five under would be a solid play. Mm-hmm. Given that the Dodgers might be a little sluggish after last night's activities and that the Diamondbacks are facing a pitcher that they're not really familiar with here with Michael Grove getting the start. Right now, the live total for the first five, four and a half. Yeah. And the under's minus 140, the over plus 110. You could have got this under minus uh, 125 on under five in the first five of this game here as it's two nothing Diamondbacks in the top of the third. So... We're trending towards that under, but still a little bit of ways to go. Yeah, Davey's uh, trying to keep that ball down, getting a couple ground balls. And uh, we are now through the order, so now we do have Chris Taylor. By the way, he was the only one of the nine in that lineup for the Dodgers that did get a hit in the first inning. Uh, not going to get a second one unless he can beat that out. He is, I think, going to get on base, though, mm-hmm. as that uh, air mails into the dugout for the Diamondbacks. Not, not great at all there. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals right now have a runner on second in the bottom of the seventh, they still lead it three to one, and they're laying minus twelve hundred on that? the money line. That there. was, by the way, a generous score. I think there in St. Louis, they gave a uh, note bar the uh, the infield single as I think it was. I think it was uh, Adamas uh, who air mailed. I'd never seen a guy miss like a little lob throw to first base that badly in a long time. So uh, that 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 should have been reached on an air, but nevertheless, uh, they go ahead and give it live the total though hit. four and a half west. With a runner on second, now there's two outs, so it makes it a little bit tricky um, with the runner on second, though. But four and a half, but you have to lay minus 150. That's kind of a little defense. And and this more than likely is going to be the last batter for Corbin Burns as he is in there, 106 pitches. uh, You know, trying to give a a yeoman's effort here and see if he can get out of this unscathed and see if he can get a little bit of run support. Uh, 
Red Sox got one run of support here in the uh, bottom of the ninth. That ground ball does score Almonte, but still nobody on two outs. Clay Holmes trying to get the save here for the pinstripes, five to three in Fenway. And the Mets are going to the bottom of the ninth, trailing the Chicago Cubs six three. You can get the New York Mets thirteen to one to win this game at home. So that's a big, big price, but they're in a three run hole. We'll see what the Mets can do there in the bottom of the ninth as they try to. Gain a little bit of separation, but I feel like this might be an opportunity missed after the Atlanta Braves won earlier this afternoon. Yankees and Red Sox, it's 5-3, though, in the bottom of the ninth. But there's two outs. Red Sox, 13-1 to to win this on the money line. And there's no side or there's no run line or total, I should yeah, say. Yeah, now, now down to two strikes and two outs yeah. in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, maybe one will get reposted if uh, this man reaches base. Yeah, yeah. Give me a hundred to one. Maybe I'll fire in on on the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> Just say throw a little something in there on hundred to one. Why not? Uh, the Twins they leave the Kansas City Royals. We haven't talked much about this game in the AL Central. So we saw the White Sox lose earlier today. The Guardians continue to win. I believe that's six straight now for Cleveland. The Twins, they lead at 4 nothing in the ninth. And the Royals right now 16-1 to on the money line. But it looks like the Twins are going to wrap things up. Right. As the Yankees just wrap things up in Fenway Park. Yeah, extends their lead, I believe, to 6.5 now over the Blue Jays in the East. Uh, you know, it gets dicey when you get down to like 5. But the Yankees uh, get a couple wins back-to-back in Boston. You mentioned the Twins. At 500, trying to go one game over. All of a sudden, the Twins were up there ahead of the White Sox pretty much all season long, and now they're behind the White Sox and going to be behind the Guardians five games after they wrap that up tonight. Well, once the Dodgers get to commercial break, I think we're going to have a discussion about what we want to do here with this Dodgers because plus 200 right now against the Diamondbacks. Totals at 8.5. I know you're on the over already. Um, I want to get in on this game. I think I'm going to probably try to get in on it once – they go to commercial break here because anything over $2 with Los Angeles Dodgers and still plenty of baseball left to mm-hmm. be played, I think I got to get involved just off of principle there. Yeah, still still need to get some base runners here. They've only had now two on the night. Uh, Chris Taylor, in fact, both times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's running around. That's on second right now. But let's get back to college football here, Wes. Spoke with Matt Grill, DraftKings trading manager, earlier in the first hour. Make sure to check that out. If you missed the segment, go to VEASAN Best Bets. The first hour should be uploaded pretty soon here just to get a look at some analysis of those opening lines in college football for week number four. And a game that I thought was fascinating is the SEC East showdown between Florida and Tennessee. That was one of those game of the year lines that they had posted. Tennessee mm-hmm. laying four and a half. They're now laying seven on the opener. We all saw Florida have a, just a gross performance offensively against Kentucky this right. past Saturday. Is this a little bit too much of an adjustment, you think, now that it's the Vols laying a full touchdown. Yeah, it, it might be for me. Of course, uh, Josh Heupel, they got the win last week at Pitt, got mm-hmm. taken the overtime. They're going to have Akron this week. They're a big favorite. You would expect that they're going to run it up pretty good on them and be 3-0 and with uh, the Gators coming into town. But I actually did go against the Gators this week. I took 24 okay. and a half. I think there might even be a 25 out there somewhere uh, that you can find on South Florida. I just think... You know, difficult spot uh, coming off, uh, beating Utah, having to come back. That was a very physical, well-played, tough game. So was Kentucky. This Kentucky team, now I don't think there's any necessarily any shame. Kentucky did get a little bit of the money in the market last week. This Kentucky team might be a top-10 team that Mark Stoops has there in Lexington. Uh, Tennessee did lose 38-14 to down there in Florida last year, so... Looking for some payback, uh, Josh Heupel in his second season at Tennessee. So, 
you know what? I think this number probably is a good number. And we saw just a little bit of an adjustment there. I think it was four and a half on the game of the year. Now seven with Florida already having lost at home. And the fact that Tennessee did go and show a little bit of metal on the road at Pittsburgh against the ranked Pittsburgh team in the, uh, the Johnny majors game as Johnny majors coached at both schools. <laughs> uh, but uh, 34, 27 in overtime. So I think seven probably is fair. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. There was seven being fair. And if you're interested in betting the Florida Gators, since you've already bet South Florida in this spot, do you kind of wait to see if maybe, yeah. I don't know if you're going to get seven in the hook, but maybe if the, if they don't, yeah. if they look really unimpressive against South Florida, I, maybe you do get well, a little bit I'm of Well, I'm probably adjustment. going to wait because I want to see if this plays out like it did last year. Because what happened with uh, South Florida, I think they were 29-point underdogs last year. Mm-hmm. They got down 35-3 to three at the half. But they kept fighting, and Florida kind of let it off the gas because they had Alabama coming in next week. So there's a maybe they're going to do that again here, uh, even though it's a new coaching staff. But this is the third game, keep in mind, with a new coaching staff. So South Florida, I think the personnel is a little bit better. That's still a rebuild down there in Tampa with third-year head coach Jeff Scott, who was uh, the OC for Dabo at Clemson mm-hmm. for two national championships down there in Death Valley. So, you know... Uh, maybe they are a little bit more competitive early, even though they certainly weren't two weeks ago against BYU. But no, I'm probably not going to get involved in terms of the look ahead, at least in this game. For our viewing audience right now that's seen me look at my phone for the last 30 seconds, that was me. I was listening to Wes while also placing a live bet on the Los Angeles Dodgers at plus 260 mm-hmm. here at Circa. So Going to give it a whirl here? So we're going to give it a whirl. Just a half-unit play, nothing too crazy, mm-hmm. nothing too wild, but I think they're going to get out of this inning clean, and then it'll be game on with the best team in baseball. Yes. Granted, the heavy hitters are not playing. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, of the likes, those guys are resting. But probably. you still got Muncie and Smith yes. and Gallo yeah. and Bellinger. Still got so you guys. still got some names in that lineup. We still got some names. So plus 260, put me in for the Los Angeles Dodgers on a half-unit play. Put me play. in, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> ready to play there. Center field out there. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get it done. Um, but no, I, I do think this Florida-Tennessee game is really interesting. Wisconsin-Ohio State also, after the Badgers, lost to Washington State last week at home, mm-hmm. but still not getting the full 17, almost indicating that yeah. despite that loss, this should be a pretty competitive well, game. Well, because Ohio State, quite frankly, they, you know, they, I mean, that great. they were okay against Notre Dame. They were solid, but you didn't see them just put up these stupid numbers. And I think because Notre Dame's got a pretty darn good defense, at least that's <laughs> the strength of the team right now. And then they didn't cover against Arkansas State last week. We know Wisconsin, they run the ball, they play good defense, but they just don't have that dynamic passing game with Graham Mertz. And to see Washington State, who's got essentially new systems that are running on both sides of the ball go in there to Madison. So, yeah, they're kind of putting it here and maybe letting see what the market does, see if the public comes in on Ohio State and gets this above 17. Badger defense still very good. Yeah, it's very good defense, and they're going to try to shorten that game. 16 and a half, it's, it might not seem like a big number, but I still think that's a little bit too much there um, with Ohio State based on what we've seen so far this season. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're now sweating. Both of us are in on Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. I'm on plus 260 live. Wes on the over nine at even money. We'll talk more about it on the other side. It's VSIN Live Bet Tonight. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for week one, week two, any week of the season with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday night football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes right now talking a little bit of college football because we had Matt Grill on earlier. Broke down some of the college football week four openers. But let's look back at what we saw with the week three openers, Wes. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how these lines have really shifted across the market because we've gone through some key numbers here in college football, particularly with this game between BYU and Oregon over in Eugene. Last week when we talked about this game, the opener was one and a half. Now we're seeing three and a half in favor of the Ducks in the market, crossing through that key number of three. Not as key in the, as it is in the NFL, but still a key number nonetheless there after BYU is coming off of that big game that they won last Saturday night over Baylor. Yeah, and I think because they, because they got tested a little bit, you kind of see that... Uh, an adjustment on Oregon that maybe Oregon, because, you know, our impression of Oregon, if you didn't watch that game over the FCS opponent, is like, okay, this team's really bad. But Georgia Georgia really put the boots to him, I think. And, and look, Oregon is not there yet in terms of that kind of talent. You got to give Dan Lanning a little bit of time. BYU had a couple receivers miss last week. That might be playing a part of this, too. Gunnar Romney still listed as questionable. Uh, Nakua listed as questionable with an ankle injury. So I think part and parcel of that switch or that adjustment to Oregon is the fact that BYU down two main receivers, at least they were for last week. Yeah, and I think that's a big loss there as well. And staying with the West Coast flavor here because we're in a pretty good West Coast time slot. Fresno State and USC, Wes, is really interesting because this Fresno State team is good. Mm-hmm. They're a really good team. Jake Hanner's a really good quarterback, one of the better quarterbacks in the country, one of the best on the West Coast here. Last week, we saw the Trojans laying 16. Yes. Now they're laying 12 and a half. And this is despite them just running Stanford off of the field yeah. in Palo Alto this past Saturday. The market seems to be infatuated with fading USC. Yes. And I was there last Saturday. I had Stanford money line. Because I thought if Stanford kept the game close, they had a really good chance to win the football game. I'm glad I only took the money line instead of actually betting it at minus 110 because they got blown off of the field. Do you agree with this move here favoring uh, Fresno State? Well, and I thought that this was going to be a mover, even though USC did cover that game on Saturday up at at the farm against Stanford. Mm -hmm. Still gave up 441 yards and 33 first downs. I know USC was behind, so... Or Stanford was behind, say so the throw a little bit more, but they still ran it more than they threw it. Stanford was done in minus four in the turnover margin, and USC has absolutely been capitalizing on turnovers. So mm-hmm. that's what you've seen. And and plus we have seen Fresno State get up for these big, you know, power five Especially opponents this one. in the past. Uh, Jay Kaner went to the Rose Bowl and beat U- UCLA last year. So Fresno State, and, and that was actually one that I had bet late. I was I was sweating out the over in that one. It gets it there at the end. Uh, it was actually pushing, but Jonathan Smith elected to go for two, so I was at least <laughs> going to push, and or, or yeah, and, and he did, and uh, walked out of there thirty-five to thirty-two. 
Yeah, he actually he didn't go for two. He went for the touchdown instead of the field goal to send it into overtime, and he did get it there. But I watched a lot of that game, and Fresno State outplayed Oregon State last week. That's why I think Oregon State maybe could be a little fishy against Montana State with USC on deck next week. Uh, Fresno State had almost 500 yards on these guys, out-yarded them by about 125 yards. Clean game in terms of turnovers, so it's just like – you know, it's just one of those timing things. It doesn't make sense if you necessarily just go box score study here of the fact that, you know, how did Fresno State not win that game? They led the majority of the game. I mean, they weren't romping them or anything, but, you know, Fresno State, they would switch the lead. I think they had a nine-point lead in the middle of the third quarter. Oregon State scored and, uh, you know, Fres retook the lead and then Fresno took it back and, no time left on the clock. Jonathan Smith uh, goes for a, uh, a read option run with his backup quarterback, Coletto, does get in, does not elect to play for overtime in the field goal. So he gets the win, And but I still think Fresno State, I thought it was at least a decent performance. It was a little bit uneven. These teams are always going to be uneven a little bit early on in the season, but I yeah. think I think a lot of the, the, uh, the, the, the odds makers or the betters certainly saw that Fresno State was better than Oregon State. They just didn't get the win. I just, I'm a little cautious of fading USC. Right. And, right and, now. And, I, and I think at 12 and a half, no thank you. But like yeah. you were saying, 16 and a half or 16, obviously, significant you were getting two touchdowns. So, you know, the market, I think, is a disbeliever in USC. And I'm not totally, I'm a half believer. I'm not a believer yeah. in their defense at all. I That's think. Fair. Uh, and, and look, even in the market, we're seeing as low as 11 and a half, I think, right behind us there at Circa. That's fair. It's, no. Fres it's Fresno State because I'm just looking to see what they, in fact, opened on and, this game. And watching that game against Stanford, mm -hmm. I mean, the Cardinal, they drove the ball frequently yes. into the five yard yes. line, not just the red zone, inside the five, yes. multiple turnovers. And that maybe that mm -hmm. game plays out differently if Sanford's able to stay in it and able to keep running the football and doing that. Because EJ Smith, he had a bad fumble. Then Tanner McKee threw a bad interception inside mm -hmm. the red zone. It was just not a good red zone execution day yeah. for Stanford there. And that swung the game toward the Trojans. And, and you saw the market, too, adjust. I think 13 was the opener at Circa. 13 and a half might have been the consensus opener that I'm seeing on the screen here. So. Still going down eleven and a half. So uh, market does like Fresno State, or or maybe just doesn't like USC. What about the game up in Seattle in a Big Ten Pac-12 showdown in my old neck of the woods between Michigan State and Washington? Michigan State is the eleventh ranked team in the country. However, the favorite has flipped, and we talked about this with Matt last week. I asked him, "Do you think Washington has a chance to end up closing as a favorite?" That appears to be the case. Because yes. last week, Michigan State, was one; they were one-point favorites. Now Washington is a three-point favorite at DraftKings. I've seen some shops, Wes, mm -hmm. have Washington three-and-a-half, which is even more significant. Do you agree with this movement, with the Huskies now being in the favorite role against the ranked Michigan I State do Spartan? agree with the movement. Now you're losing a little value. I did just lay money line with Washington about a little less than a dollar fifty. And look, I know they haven't beaten world beaters. They beat Kent no. State and they beat Portland State. But I think when you're looking at this – the market's kind of seeing, hey, Michael Penix looks healthy. He does. You know, he looks he's, good. He's, he's in a good offense. He's reunited with Kalen DeBoer, who is his offensive coordinator at Indiana University. And also the fact that not only he looks good, but he's getting protected. His offensive line actually can protect, which that wasn't always the case down there in Bloomington with Indiana. So, you know, the fact that he looks healthy and that he looks sharp, I think he looks reinvigorated. This Washington defense, Washington's always pretty solid up front. 
in yeah. terms of on the defensive line. But I just think that they got a really good ball coach up there in Kalen DeBoer. I think he is a vast upgrade over Jimmy Lake, who is a good defensive man. And, you know, you know, a, a good recruiter when he was an assistant. But mm. sometimes when you're that, head, that thing got off the rails, yeah, sometimes man. when you're the head guy, it doesn't <laughs> work. And, you know, credit Kalen DeBoer, because I know that there's, you know, Dylan Morris was the guy last year and he turned out not to be the guy. They didn't go with Sam Heward. But credit for going with the better guy. And I think Michael Penix is the best quarterback in that program right now. And he's certainly proven the most. So no surprise to me, Michigan State, I think there's still some cynicism out there if they were like a one-year wonder, even though Mel Tucker getting a ton of people in the portal. So he's upgraded the talent in a short time. But when you live off that portal, sometimes it's hard to gel, you know, with, with team chemistry when you're kind of recruiting that way a little bit. It worked for him last year, but... They got two wins over Mac schools. Didn't look impressive against Western Michigan, even though I think they covered the closing number. And then 52 nothing over Akron. They're a bottom feeder in the Mac. So I think maybe this is just, okay, we don't think Michigan State is that good, and we've seen a couple Big Ten teams already lose. We've seen Wisconsin lose. We saw Iowa lose last week at home to Iowa State. Uh, so you've seen some of these other teams maybe look a little bit shaky and that's why I think you're seeing UW get the move. I want to ask you more about this Michigan State and Washington game, but I just want to update what's going on in Arizona over at Chase Field between the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. We're getting jiggy with it, Wes. Back-to-back Jacks. We're getting jiggy with it. Will Smith homers. Yes. And then Trace Thompson, Clay Thompson's younger brother, Will, homers Will as Smith well. Will Smith is trying to get Wild Wild West is over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or at least, uh, love it. At least give us some support. Back, yeah, back-to-back Trace yes. Thompson. Uh Three home runs in the last eight games for Trace Thompson. So, so far, uh, it's a whole new game. Yes, two to two. It is a whole new game here on Live Bet tonight. Two to two, top of the fourth. And right now, the Dodgers are the favorite, minus 165 over at DraftKings. Diamondbacks, plus 135. So, I'm in at plus 260. Bet that one, and I'm feeling good right now with the tied 2 2. Joey Gallo now. I'll take one from you, Gallo, as well. Mm-hmm. You want to just hammer one to right field, I'll yes. take one. Uh, from Joey Gallo. But, Wes, you're on the over right now, and we are trending toward the over. Nine and a half is the total mm-hmm. at DraftKings, and that over is juiced at minus 130. So, so Pujol, far, Pujol, good stuff for Pujols, us. by the way, not a home run here, but a uh, a two-out double okay. gets a run home. It is 4-1, bottom of the eighth, St. Louis over Milwaukee. He's got that patented smile on his yes, face he does. there. Over there standing on second base. So, good vibes at the Chase Field between the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. We're going to come back, talk a little bit more college football. But I still want to ask Wes about Michigan State and Washington, a game that's near and dear to my heart. And we'll go down some of the other games as well for week number three in college football. It's VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Don't go anywhere. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIM, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel tickets, the race, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vcin.com slash horses to register. Welcome back. This is vcin Live Bet tonight. Femi Bebfe alongside Wes Reynolds here right now. We're tied at two between the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. And it is Diamondbacks were the favorite. Minus mm-hmm. 120, Dodgers minus 110. Total, though, sitting at 9.5. Juice towards the under, now minus 135. If you want the over, you can get plus 105 in that contest. But in the last segment, we were talking a little bit about the college football, Wes. And this Michigan State-Washington game is interesting to me because I think any time you get two teams from different conferences, the Power yes. 5 conferences, I'm always fascinated by what goes on in the trenches. That's where my eyes look. Okay, how do these teams handle each other? On the defensive front, how do they handle each other on the offensive front here? What do you look for? Because I think from a live betting perspective, the first quarter, maybe even the first half of that first quarter, yes. can tell us something about what's about to take place no, I, over I the think, next three I think quarters. that's exactly what you look for. And then you obviously look for speed, especially at receiver mm-hmm. against the, uh, the secondary here. Uh, because... You're not going to get a lot from these results here because Washington, of course, played a MAC team and an FCS team. So Washington, you know, outgaining opponents by 336 and outscoring them by 36, <laughs> whereas Michigan State outscoring them by 37 and and yard at, edge uh, 184. At this point, I think the move was right. At this point, it's probably been at least a little bit more of an adjustment. It's kind of going with your gut here if you like UW, which I do. I think that they absolutely deserve to be the favorite, and I thought that they were going to close the favorite. Uh, But probably now with three in the hook, I expect some buybacks going to come on the Spartans very soon because they're the most proven commodity, even though people like to play that, especially in college basketball and a little bit in college football, that unranked favorite over ranked underdog, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, used to cash uh, 
all the time in, in the past, especially in college basketball. Yeah. The but, line would tell you who's going to win the game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but but now at three and a half, uh, but you know, probably if you're looking for like actual line value, because we've seen a move of four and a half points, like actual line value would probably be on Michigan State. But I think UW, I do favor them in this matchup, and I actually bet them on the money line uh, during the go. opener. So I'm not getting a lot of line equity right now, considering the money line is at like 155. So I've got like some 15, 20 cents. I forget the price uh, of, of what I have right now. But this is going to be interesting, you know, and UW was a team that I thought was kind of a sleeper team in yeah, the Pac 12. I, yeah, I bet him on the season wins over just because I trust Kalen DeBoer. I mean, he's not considered like a really dynamic personality. I don't know how him and that staff are going to recruit. That's going to take two, three, four years to, I think, see what kind of talent they bring up there to Seattle. But he's a good ball coach. He's just a good ball coach and runs good stuff. I think it's been upgraded in terms of the offense of what they're running this year. The John Donovan offense just was stuck in quicksand basically last it, it year. It was, so. I wish I could get just, my a year life uh, back from watching well, Husky football. I, I want to keep it in context because – they looked good, Washington, in the first two games. You got to look at the at the at the competition, but you also got to look at body language for these players. I think you know how how they're out there, and they looked like they were ready to play. You watched that Washington team last year; they looked discouraged. Yeah, I think, and they were discouraged from the get go when you dropped that opener to Montana, and it was like, here we go again. And every time they had a sign of adversity, they would kind of wilt. Now they hadn't faced any adversity, might in this game against a high quality opponent like Michigan State. So we've seen a lot of these lines move four and a half, four points. Let's take a look at the lines that we got today from Matt Grill over mm -hmm. at DraftKings because I want you to kind of give us a little bit of a forecast of what might be a big mover that we could get involved with now and gain some line equity between now and a kickoff next Saturday for week number four. Is there a game that you think is going to really take off where we see a three- or four-point adjustment? Maybe Arkansas a and mm -hmm. based on what we saw from A&M last Saturday, and now they're taking on Miami where they opened a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, now down to five. Right. Is that a game where Arkansas maybe ends up laying three at Jerry World? That was the one I was actually looking at okay, and because, go. look, the market, I think, has come in on Miami. Not a big move. I think it's down to five, five and a half. The opener was But it six, went through seven, though. Yes. So the market is very low on AM, And all week I've been hearing about how Jimbo Fisher are underachieving with this talent because they usually are one of the better recruiting classes every single year in whatever recruiting service you subscribe to and look at their rankings. But they disappoint against Appalachian State last week. And that was a, that was a putrid offensive performance, by the way, from Texas A&M. And that's what the that's what's really weird about it is because their defense is always very good. Mm -hmm. But when you only have 180 yards, I think Texas A&M, I'm just looking at their numbers, they only ran 38 plays from scrimmage in college football. That's great. That's impossible. That's great. That's impossible with the tempo and the clock stopping on first downs. But when you only make nine first downs, you're not going to get a lot of extra plays. You know, defensively, I mean, Appalachian State only had 315 yards. They did run the ball very well. And 3.5 a carry. I mean, they just grinded the chains. If they needed three, they got four. Or they got three and a half. So mm -hmm. that's how they stayed on the field. So Appalachian State, that wasn't like a fluky win with a bunch of turnovers or anything like that. But I think if Texas A&M goes out and handles the U, because this is a big step up for Miami, had Southern Miss, and then I think it was Florida A&M in week one out of the FCS. So they really haven't proven a lot. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke uh, returns at the quarterback, but they're not running that 
like mini modified air raid that Rhett Lashley ran as offensive coordinator. Rhett Lashley, of course, now at SMU. So mm-hmm. Cristobal comes in. He brings in Josh Gaddis, gets him from Harbaugh staff up at Michigan. Kevin Steele, I think, is going to improve the defense for this team. But I think Texas A&M, I have a feeling that they're going to beat Miami, and I don't think they're going to run them out, but I have a feeling that they're going to win more comfortably, I think, than the okay. odds makers are certainly the betters think. So you're going to see, I think, an adjustment. If they go ahead and beat Miami, let's say, by two scores, by 14 or 10 to 14, then you're going to see A&M laying three, three and a hook, maybe four. Which game do you think is going to move the most from the slate that we have here on these college football week four openers? Uh, maybe, maybe Notre Dame. Because, look, they're only laying about 10.5 to Cal. You have not seen really a lot of movement on that game. I know Drew Pine going to be at the quarterback, but I don't think that there's that much of a drop-off. I agree with Matt Grill of draft there's, there's, games. There's no drop-off. I don't think so either. I think <laughs> no. the, the defense, it by the way. It can't get much worse. I'm by sorry. the way, this total was 44 on the opener and now seeing as low as 39.5 on the screen here. I think at DraftKings still at 40.5. That's where most of the market is. Uh I actually like Notre Dame. I think that this is the ultimate buy low spot, considering losing at home to Marshall. I took Marshall plus twenty one. I had no, I had no feeling that they could win that game, but they certainly did. North Carolina's been a team. I know they're three and zero, and maybe I'm going to misread this team. Their defense is terrible, and and I think they can be had. And I just don't trust them in a favorite role. I faded them last week. Got there with Georgia State. So I think if Notre Dame goes out and they beat Cal pretty comfortably, a Cal team that's 2-0 and going on the road for the first time, I think you're going to see the Irish be the favorite. I wouldn't be surprised to see them laying three, three and a half in Chapel Hill. Wow. Yeah, I mean, North Carolina, they're an interesting team. Drake May is proven to be a no, pretty he's, good quarterback. He's, he's been terrific. Uh, he's the been off- ter- and we it. know that the offense is going to be terrific. Phil Longo was the uh, yeah. coach or the offensive coordinator at Sam Houston State in the FCS, set like a bunch of records down there. We know that they run that tempo. The offense is fine for the Tar Heels. The defense is absolutely not fine. No, I, I think that's a great point that you bring up there. Um, any other game you think that could be a big mover there, maybe a slight move? I don't know, Ohio State hosting Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Do you think we see much movement in that game that's going to be in Columbus? I, I honestly wouldn't expect much. Yeah. Wisconsin's got New Mexico State. That's a team that absolutely, we watched them on opening night against, uh, who was it, Minnesota absolutely could not score so yeah i don't think you see much movement there i think uh uh watch the kansas state oklahoma and the oklahoma nebraska because oklahoma does play at nebraska this week i believe that was like three on the game of the year and then it opened up it was you know north of two touchdowns and it's been bad a lot of people on this network a lot of betters out there i think like the corn huskers uh in that angle, even though you don't want to use that as an angle because it actually hadn't been a winning angle long-term where you get that interim coach. But I think for this week, I did take the Cornhuskers actually at 11 and a half okay. uh, simply because the offense, I think, is there with uh, the upgrading quarterback with Casey Thompson, the Texas transfer, Mark Whipple, uh, now the offensive coordinator. How is this going to work with the interim coach? How are these players going to play? Are they going to play hard for him? Because that was Scott Frost's dream job, the former Cusker quarterback, and he failed yeah. at it because you get fired and you don't get this program back to where they want it to be. I don't think Trev Alberts wanted to fire him, but probably he left with to. no choice because Trev Albert is, is an old black shirt. You know, when Nebraska really had the black shirt defense, that was anything but the black shirt defense on Saturday against Georgia Southern. When Georgia Southern is averaging like eight yards a play, mm-hmm. getting 600 plus yards, 
No chance. Uh, I thought the point that you brought up earlier this hour about how sometimes you can double dip on some of these games, like taking Montana State plus the points, and then also maybe getting a little bit of line equity here with the game that's coming up later on with maybe Oregon State or USC there. I think that was a good point that you made there. And we can make that our pro tip there for this hour. That was our pro tip. We do one every hour, 20 of them every single day. VEASAN Pro subscribers only. They get them at VEASAN.com where you can sort them out by sport and by show. We're two hours down. Hour number three on the other side. It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSIN subscribers get VSIN subscribers get VSIN subscribers get VSIN subscribers.